posters and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a tomato produce company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs... 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians. Hey, Automatic Podcast listeners, uh, Pam Dance's Comedy Clubhouse is coming up in just a few minutes, but I need to smoke cigarettes, uh, and that's just the way it is. So thanks for being a listener of Pam Dance's Comedy Clubhouse. David Zunzu doing the one-twos. He's going to be right back with you guys. We're going to listen to Floating Gout. We might as well just put that up. 
up right now. Why not listen to them? Right back with Pantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. It's the fishing for comedy, all Pisces, but we didn't have enough Pisces because it turns out those are meek motherfucking people, and a lot of them aren't comedians. So it's a weird show tonight. We're going to have a good time. We'll be back in a little bit with Pantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Rock at Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse on a Friday night. We were just listening to Floating Goat because they're the best. Yay! Floating Goat in the Fills. My favorite band in San Francisco. Oh, leave it open. Come on. We're tonight. Uh, this is the first Friday back after the comedy festival, so I didn't do any promotion. Yay! I didn't do... I, we're not even on Fun Cheap because I was like, uh, 
there was a festival and then I fell apart and I still exist. Yay. Um, yay, welcome to Pamphetes' Comedy Clubhouse. It happens every Friday from 8 to 10. We bring you the best of the comedians that comedy. I'm really excited for tonight because we've got a really great lineup. It's supposed to be fishing for comedy, all Pisces, but it turns out that Pisces are meek weirdos and not a lot of them are comedians. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they live in a cave underneath the ground. They're fish. Fish have no memory. <laughs> so you can't remember your jokes or whatever. It's cool. I don't, I, I even don't even know how many friends I have that are Pisces. My ex-husband's sister, my ex-sister-in-law was a Pisces. She was a nice lady. That's about all I know about Pisces. Uh, I like fish. I have a fish tattooed on my arm. Yay. Uh, this fish uh, was an amazing fish. It, I called it microfiche. <laughs> that was because I'm an old lady and I think that libraries are cool. <laughs> so microfiche was the name of my fish and it lived on my desk and it inspired me uh, to write my first novel. And yay. <laughs> no one will ever read that. It was called The Seven Habits of Highly Ineffectual Managers. And every single chapter was after a different vice from the Jesus vices, the Bible vices. So it was like, yeah, you know. And at one point, someone shit on their boss's desk. And I don't even know which, remember which part with that, but like, you got to shit on your, who doesn't want to shit on their boss's desk? I mean, I, it's like taking a shit on the chest of someone you love. But why would you do that? Like, why would you be like, I love you. I want to poop on you. I'm more like, I hate you. I want to poop on you. So I don't want to poop on you. I want to poop on things that are important to you. Therefore, your desk. Uh, I pooped in my cat's cat litter box once just to see, like, how it would clump. It was fine. Uh, I peed in there, too. And that was a mistake because it's that... Um, I, I wasted a lot of litter. <laughs> it was a big, my cat pees tiny bits. I didn't realize how big my bladder was till I peed in the litter box. Like trying to scoop that shit out. Like that was like, yeah, I love my cat. Mm. I'm doing a new weird thing with my cat where I'm feeding him chicken livers because he is the most important person in the whole universe. And so I boil them in water and then I push them through this sieve and then he loves me. <laughs> it's like the easiest relationship I've ever had <laughs> just I feed him things that are delicious and he loves me like my my grandma when I was in seventh grade I made a really good batch of cookies and she was like Pamela someday you will make a man very happy and I was like what because I can make cookies that's the I'm happy. if you feed them they will come it's just like a thing it's like absolutely true they will especially when it's like you know, I, I've always, I like to rape men. Okay, so every comedian has a rape joke, right? I was talking about, I was like, oh, everyone has a rape joke, yeah. But like my rape is like really fun, right? Because it's like the morning and I wake up maybe a little early because I have weird like reverse insomnia when I drink too much and I'm like awake. I'm like, fuck, what am I gonna do with my life? And I don't have internet in my house so I can't play on Facebook. So like I see the penis and I'm like, oh, look at it. It's all like there and stuff. That'd be fun. And so you just kind of like get it all together and get up on there and then like kind of start going to town and then they wake up and they look at you and they're like ah! <laughs> and you're like hey um so welcome to my rape fantasy uh would you like some pot waffles <laughs> and, then, and then you get off and you go make pot waffles and everybody's happy yay and then maybe you have sex later in the day because you're both high and you didn't scare them with the whole rape thing uh i don't know uh pisces fish do fish have dicks Fish sticks. 
I know. I used to make um, my own fish tacos at home with like crappy fish sticks, and then I'd cook them in the thing. And then the trick is you take mayonnaise and a little bit of lime juice and some mayonnaise, and you mix it together. And that is the Rubio's special sauce. I'm telling you. I know. Secrets. (laughs) Pro tip. Pro tip number two, if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers. You smoke them. Pro tips for you guys. Pro tip number three, if you've got a beer and you want to cool it down and you're like, I don't have a lot of time and I don't want it to explode, you take a piece of wet paper or paper towel and you wrap it around the beer and you put it in the freezer. It takes like five minutes. Your beer's super cold. It's like physics and shit. Or I don't know, science. Just says pro t- Those are my pro tips. My pro tips are about cooling beers, doing cocaine, and that other one. I don't remember anymore. What are you wrapping your hand up for? Who did you beat up? Uh, it was a police incident. Allegedly. No, you really? Do, so was it that you were eating chicken loudly on the back of a bus and you got into a police incident and now you broke your hand? Come on, don't be a stereotype. <laughs> Let's, front of the bus. Good stuff. Uh, I, I nanny two small children. They're lovely. They're twins. Six-year-old twins. Just the cutest little kids. And uh, it was, I like to foster creative play when I hang out with them. So the other day, they uh, tied me up to a desk chair with yarn, and they put, like, tape over my face. And then they took a laser pointer to my hand, and then one of them was like, I'm cutting off your hand! And I was like, oh, ouch, that's fostering creative play, being good nanny. Uh, and they took the laser pointer to my foot, and they were like, oh, I'm freezing your foot. And I was like, oh, it's so cold, I can't handle it. Took the laser pointer to my chest and said, I'm breaking your heart. It's like, Daria, you need to stop. (laughs) Society has broken my heart because you two are playing a game called police state of your own volition. (laughs) What did I do? Why am I tied to this desk chair? What is happening right now? And they take their two little six-year-old heads together. And they come back. You stole a laptop! (laughs) What kind of Islamic police state is this? You're cutting off my hand because I stole a laptop? Come on! And they looked at me dead in the face and said, if you were black, we would have shot you. (laughs) Like, oh, police state! They're six! Even our imaginations are sullied by racism. It's just you can't even, those poor young children. It's not my fault, America. It's yours. You're the one demonizing people on the streets. Hey, that guy who's, did everybody see the helicopters today? And go, what's with the helicopters? There was a guy with a gun who like held a hostage and all the stuff. And we were watching the news and they were trying to put a race to it. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. They even tried to put a gender to it. And at one point, they're like, we can't confirm or deny what gender the, the perpetrator is. And then they're like, it was a black guy, right? And they're like, no, he's holed up in an SRO. He's in an SRO and he's holding a hostage? Anyways, it was all, they were trying to make it much more crazy than it was. Hey, we don't have to leave. We can leave the door open. We're, we, I mean, the outside should come inside. The inside is outside. It's a permeable membrane. Yeah, we're like, this is like... 
This is fucking like uh, science right now. We're inside the onion, you know, like where the it's a permeable membrane and the place of lesser concentration goes to the more concentration. Does anybody remember science? Yeah. I barely do. <laughs> you went to a concentration camp. <laughs> I went to... Oh, okay. I will, uh, I will do one more joke and then I will say that we are going to start the show with real comedians. I will say who is real. What is real anymore? I don't understand it. Oh, you're crazy. I, I don't, I don't want to be uh, political. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be political. I want to submerge myself in a barrel of whiskey and come out for free ice cream days. I don't want to be political. I'm not into it. I don't like it. I'm a Marxist. I'm like, let's just like all value labor equally. And that's not funny. A waiting pool. Uh, The only reason I would bring a waiting pool into Mutiny Radio is for when we did the jello wrestling. You see, like that's the only time that I would be... No whiskey jello because that would be a waste. Here's the thing. If you're already doing jello, you're already going to give four ladies a UTI. We're all going to get it. It's going to be terrible. We can take shots of whiskey. Everyone can take shots of whiskey. But I, we, no one wants to die. We're all covered butt shots. Put the thing in the butt in the butt. A guy died. A guy died. He had his wife. He was an alcoholic. He had, uh, he had throat cancer. He could no longer drink the brandy that he so loved. And he asked his wife to put a funnel on his ass, and he put three bottles of brandy in his ass, and he died. It's too much. He, it's too much. Too hard. Too hard. I know. I wouldn't even drink a full bottle of brandy to my face. It's gross. Or, yeah, and on the other hand, if you've got throat cancer, you probably want to die anyway. So let's do it. The funsy times with, uh, with butt alcohol and a, and a uh, what's it called? A coma. Yay, alcohol coma. Slip into the nether regions <laughs> of like, anyways. Let's sing the song. If you know how it goes, you can sing along with me. And if you don't, fuck it off. <laughs> M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse comedy. Comedy. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. We could smoke pot here tonight too because there's no one here. (coughs) 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 Fucking awesome. So Felicia, don't worry. There are 40,000 downloads a month, which means that there are 10,000 people right now listening to this show. They're not here, but they're like in Sweden and shit, and they're loving this, and they are freaking out, I promise you. Are downloading. We are huge in Denmark. We, I, we have a weird listenership in Germany as well, which I don't really get. I, we're not all, but although, before we get to our first comedians, if I can do a quick TED talk, I have to say, not all Nazis, not all Germans are Nazis, but all Nazis were German. But the thing is this, but we don't even know anymore because there were Germans that were like, I'm a German. And then all of a sudden they're like, we're killing Jews. And they're like, what the fuck? And that's what's going to happen to us, America. We're like, but I'm an American and I just want to like go to Costco and shit. And they're like, and now we're killing Muslims. And we're like, what, what, what? But I'm just saying like, just be aware that history repeats itself. Uh, and, and <laughs> I, 
We are off the rails tonight. I don't even know who, who wants to go first. We've got four comedians here. You guys can like Rosham or high five or figure out what you want. We've got, we've got the whole thing. Alyssa Westerlin's making a move. Yeah, she is. Hey, everybody. She's not a Pisces, but she's hilarious. I love her new dress. You're looking like, God, I want to take pictures of you. I don't want to objectify you, but I kind of want to, but it's weird. It's, I can't, I hope you win tomorrow night. Everybody clap insanely. Her, her drink matches her dress, everyone. It's Alyssa Westerlund! The, the thing is hanging by a thread. There's no stool. I need, I mean, this, we're just gonna, sorry. I'm very like, I'm, I'm very violent person. I'm very, I mean, incidentally, I like destroying things, not people. I don't like people who hit other people, you know? Like, I don't know. I want to hit other people often enough, but I don't. So if I can stop myself, I'm a crazy ginger bitch. If I can stop myself, what are you people doing? Anyway, um, okay, what was I mad about? Well, I'm like, what am I mad about? Uh, I can't do comedy. I'm not funny. I can't do it. I can't do it. I give up. I can't do it. I cannot do this. I don't know why I ever thought I could do this. Shut up, man. You're just a really bad heckler. You need to laugh or shut up. He's just like, there's five people in here and one of them's going to go, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, she's serious. Oh, she's having an emotion. Bullshit. I'm an actor. No emotions. Um... So there's this guy I'm seeing, and I probably won't be seeing him for much longer because I usually can only humor them for about a week, maybe two hours. It just depends on how big of an asshole he is, how arrogant he is, and how he talks to me, right? Why are they always talking down to us? Why are they always saying no every time we say something? No, actually, it's like you're not the devil's advocate, dude. You're nothing. You're nobody. Just fucking listen to me. Let me finish my goddamn sentence and then tell me I'm wrong. Please, I hate men. I just hate you guys. You like you either agree too quickly or you disagree without any thought, and then you say something. No point. No point. Anyway, this guy wants to know why I don't want to hang out with him anymore. One of them. Okay, how many men are in my life? You guys, let's just go through. I can't remember them all. I don't know. One of them. He uh, he wants to know how much I get paid to do this. I was like, bitch, you're asking the wrong questions. Anyway, um, he wants to help me. He wants to give me like positive feedback. This feedback he gives is bullshit. He's not a performer. He said, he, what did he say to me? He said, well, Alyssa, you're just not good enough yet. I'm like, bitch, I know that. Who let you into my house? Did I let you into my house? Get the fuck out of my... Just the way they talk to me, I don't get it. Do I look like a child? Do I look like a little girl? Do I look like my, does my comedy, does it need to come down? You guys need to bring this down. You know, this is all fake, by the way. Bring it down. We just got to neg her a little bit longer, a little bit more. Well, I think what really happened was that we hung out, we were hanging out, we were getting drinks, everything's fine. And uh, then I'm like, well, the bar's going to close, but you can come back to my place and we can drink there. And he's like, cool. Now, I didn't think about this because he's got a girlfriend. So I didn't think that this guy was going to be trying to fuck me later, right? Like, I just didn't think that. And then at one point he said, you know, listen, I'm not going to be able to hold this desire down much longer. <laughs> hold the desire down much? Okay. 
So you're not going to be able to hold it. Okay. So he's like, I'm going to have to do something. And I'm like, does he think that I'm just going to like volunteer to suck his dick right now? Like, what does he think is going to happen? Uh, so I told him I had a bathroom. And uh, he was like, oh, that's good. That's good. You know, maybe I'll just go into the bathroom. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, you just go to the bathroom. And then he did it, you guys. He fucking did it. He went into my bathroom and he jacked off. And I, uh, I didn't, I was too drunk to like really get what was going on. I was just like, okay, well, he's not touching me. That's good. Um, like everything's fine. But like you, I, I was calling your bluff. I thought that like, I thought you guys actually had tools for keeping the desire down. Like I thought you were all adults and men and you, you had learned how to keep that desire down. Anyway, his desire started coming back a couple hours later and uh, he mentioned that. He said the desire is returning. I'm like, oh God, man. And he's like, how's your desire right now? And I was like, I don't know. I don't have any, like, no desire. I just, my desire is non-existent. It's a ghost. It died, like, when you masturbated in my bathroom. It just, <laughs> my desire jumped off of a clip, cliff. I can't talk. I'm just so mad. Anyway, now he wants to know why I don't want to hang out. He thinks it's all the coke that we did. Um, no, that was fine. The cocaine was totally fine. <laughs> the desire was not. Anyway, um, so there's this other guy. He wants to fuck me in the ass really bad, like really, really badly. And um, I told him, I was like, dude, um, okay, but uh, I'm going to need flowers first. All right? So uh, he showed up at my house today with flowers. <laughs> and, and now I'm just really scared. Because <laughs> I ate all these tamales yesterday, and uh, anyway, uh, I've been telling. I'm not. I wasn't gonna actually sit down. I was just. I needed like a stool for my beer, but. No, you guys, honestly, I've been doing this comedy thing. I know I'm not very good. I'm not good enough yet. I know. Thank you. Um, but I've been doing it for five years-ish, and, and uh, uh, I've been telling people that I was a prostitute this whole time um, because telling people that you're a prostitute is actually easier than telling them you're a comedian, right? Well, because you tell people you're a prostitute, and then they just want to know if you can juggle. And I can't. Um, but you tell people you're a comedian and then they want you to say something funny. And I just did. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, oh God, those are my only new jokes. Uh, you guys know I don't wear bras. I kind of hate that I get applause for that because I'm always ready to jump into the punchline, you know, because I hate eye contact. I hate eye contact. I hate looking at all of you people, um, except for Pam um, and you. You're fine. You're fine, too. You're all actually fine. If there were other people here, I'd be talking about them. I'm really depressed. I really am depressed. I, like, I, I, I don't know if it's the weather or the president, but I really want my mom, you know? I really want my mom. Are you my mom? Are you, are you my mom? He is my, oh God, he's my mom now. I thought he was gonna say daddy. And then I would've shot him. Okay, cause you guys know I carry weapons. Anyway, um, 
We got jokes written down here. I, I was really depressed. I've been in bed for like a couple days now. Uh, I still want my mom. Uh, I think life is stupid. I don't like it. I don't get it. Doesn't make any sense. And uh, history does repeat itself, you guys. Um, bombing again. <laughs> it's it's good. No, I'm joking. I I you know you have like I would love to tell you five people, but in in, in interest of fairness, it's just kind of like how. How are you guys feeling tonight? <laughs> I, I, do you have too many men in your life too? <laughs> like, do you just are you just fucked out? Are you just totally fucked out? I am fucked out, you guys. People are like, Alyssa, how can you deal with being in a room with so many men that you've slept with? I'm like, because I don't remember them. <laughs> I totally forgot I fucked that guy. <laughs> Apparently he wasn't very uh, big. Um, good. Didn't leave a lasting impression. Anyway, you guys are shit in bed. I just want to say, like, okay, so 85% of people think that they're good drivers. And 95% of men think that they're good lovers, okay? Right? You can't all be good, okay? That's not how averages work, right? 85% of the population is not a good driver. What is happening with all these accidents? Why are all those... Anyway, you guys, don't even bring condoms. It's like, I don't buy them either because I don't know how big your dick is. I have no idea. And um, I just wish I wasn't so fucking horny. Right? Like, I wish... I, so today, I, my vibrator broke in December, and I'm pretty sure that's what went wrong with my life. Um... <laughs> Because I've had so much sex since then, and all of it was bad. Um, like, really bad. Like, they thought it was great. It was really bad. Uh, so I bought a new vibrator today. Things are looking up. I like her already. We did the deal right before I got here. I was like, got to masturbate and then got a mutiny. It's good. Um, but yeah, vibrators, ladies. I recommend them. And anyone else needs to pay you. And why is that? Uh, because they're not going to rub your feet, they're not going to take you to breakfast, and they're definitely not going to make you famous. So just get that money. If you want to give me a compliment afterwards, don't. I take cash. Thank you. Alyssa Westerland, she takes cash. Yes! Excited about that. Just another pro tip. If you don't want to spend a lot of money on a vibrator, you get an electric toothbrush and you use the backside of it as a vibrator. Just saying, it's $6.95 at Safeway. You just get the new Oral-B. It's all, I mean, it's called Oral-B for a reason, right? Like It's like Plan B, Choice B. You got Choice A and Choice B. Alyssa Westerlin, everyone, yay! Whoa. This comedy train is rolling on. Do you want to? Oh, I see it. He's fresh off tour, everybody. Just with Death Angel, being a drum tech, running around, doing cool shit. That's because he's a drummer and a comedian. You guys, put your hands together, everybody. It's drummer, comedian, Aaron Barrett. Yeah. That's right. I did just get off tour with a bunch of 
40-something-year-old rock stars who don't party like rock stars anymore. Honestly, and my rock star partying days are over too, guys. I haven't done coke in like six, seven years, you know? And I'm proud of that, but because, let's face it, if you're going to do coke, it's one of those things, you're going to do it, you want to do it all fucking night, you know what I mean? And I don't do it, but it always cracks me up. I'll be at a party or at a bar or something, and some fucking guy will come up to me and be like, hey, bro, you want a bump, huh? You want a little bump? And I'm always like, ah, shit, I don't know. You want me to follow you around the rest of the night pretending to like you? <laughs> fucking bump. I want, the, I want the whole bag, dick. <laughs> By the way, if you're a guy and you're offering another guy coke, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? <laughs> that is for the strippers. Uh, let's face it. Come on. Um... No, and I'm single and I don't have any coke, so like I have to get women the hard way. I have to actually talk to them, you know? Yeah. And I, honestly, I actually got in a, a good conversation a few weeks ago. I was at the Brainwash Cafe and um, this um, blind, somewhat overweight girl came up to my table and she was like, do you mind if I sit down? I'm like, no, not at all. Have a seat. So she sat down and we got to talking. Uh, we've actually become really good friends. We meet for lunch like two or three times uh, a month. And, uh, but over the course of the three months that I've known her, I feel so guilty about this. She's lost a lot of weight. And she just told me the other day, she's like, Aaron, I don't know what it is, but ever since I've met you, I've lost 23 pounds. And I'm like, I know you look great. I'm fucking happy for you. But the reason I feel guilty is because over the last three months, I've been eating her fries every time. <laughs> yeah. It's win-win, I guess. I don't know women uh there's certain women i will not talk to you know the ones that have the yeah i know right oh my god right yeah i know drive me nuts i'm fucking walking down the street the other night i was outside a bar and i hear hear two of these chicks who talk like that fucking chirping away right and all of a sudden i overhear one girl say to the other girl she was like yeah and then i made the mistake of telling laura and i fucking lost it <laughs> did i walked right up to him like you're a fucking idiot She's like, excuse me? I'm like, you can't trust Laura, man. She's going to tell everybody. Get us all in trouble. No, I actually, I refer to those women as the Louis Vuitton girls, right? Because they always have the Louis Vuitton handbag, the matching luggage, the matching dish towels. I don't know what else they make. But I wish, I wish Louis Vuitton would make something a little more practical, practical for these girls, you know? Like, how about the Louis Vuitton noose? How about that? Yeah. Yeah, they found Laura hanging from the shower last week, but she looks so cute. She did. <laughs> Fuck it, make a selfie stick. Like, <laughs> Laura's, Laura's last selfie. Mm, the suicide selfie stick. I love it. Uh, what else with women? Yeah, you got to be careful. How many guys in here? Two guys in here? Guys, be careful who you sleep with. There's STDs out there. This is more of a public service announcement than a joke, but I want to warn you guys, do not sleep with women from Alaska, all right? About a year ago, I met a girl from Alaska and slept with her. Don't do it, guys. You have no idea how hard it is to get rid of king crabs, all right? It's, <laughs> it's fucking... It's only one cure. Hot water and fucking buttered milk. Uh... Yeah, that's it. It's the only SCD you can eat. It's the only SCD you can eat. Butter and garlic. Butter and garlic. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That, that doesn't. Yeah, garlic works. It works. It works. Still edible. Um, no, thank you, Chris. Uh, where do we go? Where do we go now? Um, fuck it. I'll do. Uh, I'll do a little character here. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna follow through on the rest of that set. 
somebody you guys might have missed over the last few years I'd like to do for you. My name is George W. Bush, and I love tacos. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. A lot of you might not recognize me. This is what I call incognito. That's a fancy word for disguise. I appreciate it. This is what I call my liberal look. It's the kind of look that says, hi, I'm comfortable with abortion and gay sex. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I've been doing stand-up comedy. People ask me, I said, George, why do you want to do comedy? I said, I always want to know what it was like to bomb a stage. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. A lot of people ask me, say, George, you want to, you want to do comedy in San Francisco? It's the liberal capital, liberal capital of California. I said, well, I've made some mistakes in the past. You've made some mistakes in the past, California, namely Nancy Pelosi. I'm sorry, but I didn't know Skeletor had a twin sister. Creepy. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> Creepy. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. A lot of people warned me. They said, George, people don't like you. They're going to throw tomatoes at you. I said, well, I've been to Iraq. They throw shoes at you in Iraq. There's an old saying in Iraq. I'm not sure if you've ever heard this one. It goes something like this. Shoe me once. Shame on you. Shoe me twice. Well, you ain't got no shoes. <laughs> appreciate that. I appreciate that. A lot of people ask me what I've been doing in my spare time, what kind of extracurricular activities I've been getting into. Went to my first rave last weekend here in San Francisco. Weird. Apparently, there's an Amber Alert for someone named Molly. <laughs> if you see her, call Amber. I'm not sure how that works. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Been taking some acting lessons, very similar to my college days. All I have to do is say, line, please. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. A lot of people ask me what it was like to hang out with Dick Cheney. Or as we used to call him, Dictator. He loved tater tots. He did. 425 degrees, 20 minutes, nice and crispy. <laughs> nice and crispy. Appreciate that. I like to tell people about me and Dick's time at Camp David. Before we go to bed, we get our G.I. Joe sleeping bags next to the fire. Pray to God. And Cheney used to say to God, say, Dear God, I know I got a bad heart. But please let me live another day or I'll shoot you in the fucking face. That's how Cheney rolls with God. He calls the shots. Pun intended. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. I got to catch a red eye back to Crawford tonight. Laura's making taquitos. That's Mexican for little taco. Appreciate that. I know we got summer vacation all coming up here. I'd like you guys all to go visit my presidential library. Some people told me, George, it's an awful big building for one copy of Goodnight Moon, but I, I appreciate that if you go there and read it. Appreciate that. My name is George W. Bush. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. I'll do one more. I'll do one more. What are we going to do? How much time we got? Oh, boy. I shot a 77 last week. Augusta. Cheney was there, if you don't believe me. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Shit, you know, violence, a lot of violence in the world. I don't, and I don't believe in hitting people. Um, you know, especially your kids. And I'm not going to stand up here and, and be a hypocrite. I'll admit, you know, I've, I've hit my kid once when my girlfriend was two months pregnant, but that was it. <laughs> it took care of itself. No.
don't have kids. I I support Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood's in the in the news a lot lately, and I support them. You know, I, I give them money and everything, and but they were annoying. I was up on Hate Street the other day, and there was one of the girls up there with her clipboard, and she's like, "Hey, excuse me, sir, can I talk to you for a second? And I'm like, "No, man, totally support you guys. Keep it up. I love it, ma'am." She's like, "No, no, no. Excuse me, we're trying to raise some money." And I was like, "Hey, I sent you like six or seven girls last year, man. Like, what more do you want from me? That cost me. Uh, you guys just cost me a fucking punchline." It's all good, man. Don't want to make fun of Planned Parenthood and how much business I send them. <laughs> I am not the pullout king. That's a, port- that's a Portlandia joke. There you go. Bam. All right. My name is Aaron Barrett. Thank you, Pam, for having me. God bless you guys all. Woo! Fresh off tour, drummer, comedian, Aaron Barrett. Yes! All right, you guys, I am excited for your next comedian because I don't think that we've had her here before and I can't wait to see what she's going to bring to the table. Everybody, (laughs) hang out. Yeah, cool. All right, everybody, clap your hands wildly for Felicia Ailman. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Felicia. I am probably, I think I'm one of the only Pisces here, right? Pretty much. Yeah, I just, oh, you are a Pisces too. Okay, cool. I just had my birthday and I turned 47. Yay me. And for my birthday, I gave myself a sprained ankle because I slept on it wrong. And um, that was cool. But the other thing I did for a treat for myself is I uh, went to Santa Cruz and I didn't wear a bra all day. Yay me. And it was great. I just had like a big sweatshirt on. I went around all day, you know, and just cruised around. And then at the end of the day, I thought it was great. And then at the end of the day, I had to like, you know, put them away. And they had kind of like adhered to my gut. So it was like ripping a Band-Aid up. It was awful. And I was pissed because I'm like, why is this going on? I have been fucking wearing a bra since I was in fourth grade. Like, that is not right. There should be no sag whatsoever. I have suffered to try to keep these things out. Like, when I'm walking, people will think, you know, I'm breathing heavy because I'm a big girl and I may be out of breath, but no, I fucking have a punctured lung. These wires are constantly coming after me. It fucking sucks. So, yeah, that was, that was my birthday. Um... Let's see, I had another good thing, another kind of anniversary, my wedding anniversary. That was another special occasion. 18 years of marriage. Yeah. We'll get there. (laughs) No, so yeah, I've been married for 18 years and my husband said nothing. Did not say a word. And it kind of hurt my feelings. And then um, what was worse was that after that I had to spend the rest of the day with my boyfriend listening to him, bitch. Why are you still married? Because as it turns out, the reason I am still married is that my ex-husband and I only have two things in common, and that is we are both cheap and lazy. And so we just don't get a divorce. We just live our lives. And it, it does hurt my boyfriend's feelings sometimes, and I do understand most of the time. But sometimes I get really petty and vindictive. So like the other day, I, um, I did something a little vindictive. I sat bare-assed on his pillow. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it on the movies or whatever, but like you sit bare-assed on someone's pillow, they sleep on it, and the next day they wake up and they have that thing where their eyes all weird and red and infected and whatnot. Um, What do they call it? Uh, Chlamydia. (laughs) Chlamydia is what he had. 
totally changes the conversation. Totally was great. Um, I did just have my birthday, and um, I'm 47. I have not been doing comedy for very long. So it's weird because most of the comics that I'm dealing with are like half my age. You know, they're like 25, 20, you know, in their 20s. And it, it's, I respect them. I mean, they have so much more experience and I have so much to learn from them. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking, I have a tube of Vagisil at home older than you. <laughs> how to feel about it um but I do think it speaks quite highly of my cooch that I have a 25 year old tube of Vagisil <laughs> thank you Pam for the the uh, good cooch hygiene <laughs> yeah like, you know I just well I thought about it and what I realized is I don't have a thigh gap I'm a, I'm a big girl I don't have a thigh gap so I really think that that just kind of locks in the freshness just kind of um it's just twat tupperware is what it is I just have that going on there. And um, so I'm, I'm good with it. But now I'm worried about the girls who do have a thigh gap because, or, you know, what's going on with them? Like, if I go outside and it's kind of cold, you know, my lips get a little bit chapped, my cheeks get red. Like, what happens to a cooch that just has the air just whoosh, you know, like, ugh, I can't imagine. And so, like, I think that maybe what might happen is, have you ever left the bologna out on the counter overnight? You know, it kind of curls up at the edge. That's kind of what I imagine is maybe going on, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I'm from Modesto. I'm from 209 in the Central Valley here. Um, not from San Francisco. Uh, Modesto is known as Methdesto because that's one of our, our uh, prime ex exports, that and almonds. But, um, you know, like... Whenever people say it's methdesto, a lot of people take offense, and I kind of feel like a princess uh, because back in the late 70s, early 80s, my dad used to sell this stuff called crank, which was basically meth before hillbillies figured out how to make it. So, you know, and um, it was a very strange childhood because my dad was out doing his thing, and my mother was not that person. My mother was trying to keep us with a, you know, a normal life. So in the morning, dad would be, you know, mom would be packing our lunches and dad would be packing eight balls and, you know, it was weird. I mean, my mom is so, like, not that person. Like, my mother is so naive even through everything that we went through. Like, I told the chlamydia joke and she heard it for the first time. And she comes up to me and she's like, what happened to Earl's eyes? What did you give? What is that? Did you put some? I'm like, no, mom, here's the joke. And I explained to her that chlamydia was a venereal disease. And, and, and she was like, oh. And then she looked at me funny. And I'm pretty sure my mom thinks I have chlamydia now. So, <laughs> that, so I have to really be careful. Um, when I got divorced, a lot of my friends came out and they were like, you need to get a, a mechanical man, you need to get a toy. And I take antidepressants. So I have no sex drive. Like I can sit in a freezer and my nipples won't even get hard. Like there's no reaction going on. But they, they insisted and I, I found out a lot more about my friends than you know they, I think they thought that was gonna happen because they were sending me pictures of things that they used. And I was like, oh, geez, like, what the hell is that? I mean, this thing could have broken down a door. I'm like, I can't even afford the batteries for that shit. 
But I now know why you have that overbite because I'm pretty sure that thing's just knocking your teeth from the back. So that, that was cool. Uh, one of my friends uh, sent me a picture of a beer can with a condom on it, which I thought was an interesting choice of sex toys. Um, eventually it got in though. It, did, it took some work, but you can't do it. But the one that scared me the most was the one that looks like the um, uh, cactus on the Roadrunner cartoons. Ever seen it? Um, you know, it's kind of like this, right? And I'm looking at thing in horror because I'm like, that has three Audis, and at most I have two Innies, like at most. And so I don't know. It was it was scary, but. As it turns out, I just now have a drawer full of vibrators that only like me as a friend. So just deal with that. So yeah, um, as a new comedian, I've been going on tour. So that's been kind of cool. The very first time I went on tour, I, the other comic that I went with um, says, when I get in the car, he says, pick a number between one and 10. I said, seven. He says, great, every 70 miles, we're gonna smoke a joint. And I was like, yeah, cool. Until I realized we were going to San Diego, which is a seven hour drive, and he was gonna fucking drive 95 miles an hour. So I'm rolling and smoking and smoking and rolling, and basically I look like I'm just doing like the world's worst harmonica solo, because I'm just like, just trying to keep up, but it's just not working. Um, so, you know, I kind of think that he did it on purposely just to kind of get me initiated, you know, because I didn't have the set that I wanted. And I also take very little responsibility for my actions. So um, I, I've decided I'm going to get back at him because as it turns out, he takes his pillows with him on tour. So someone might be getting a little visit from the chlamydia fairy, which is really cool. And uh, the next, the other place I've been on tour is Oregon. And Oregon was an experience for me because it was the first time I was ever in a dispensary. Um, I tried to get my medical card in California and um, I was really nervous when I went to go get it and so like I'm walking up and I'm just thinking, okay, like carpal tunnel, back pain, menstrual cramps, like I'm just trying to think of all the things that you know marijuana is good for so I can tell the doctor when I get in and um, he says, what do you need the marijuana for? And I said, anorexia! And he didn't buy it. So I'm like the only person in California who does not have a medical marijuana card. But, um, but it was cool because I, I went to the dispensary, I come back and I just have this bag of stuff and I show it to my boyfriend and he's like, wow, how much did that stuff cost you? And uh, I didn't want to answer and he says, well, that's okay, you're responsible. Like I know you know the electricity bill is due and you can't pay the electricity bill in weed. And I was like, I knew that, but I didn't do it, so I was really scared until I remembered that the electric company does not take weed in payment, but the guy that I know who can bootleg electricity will take it, so fuck the electric company. And uh, I got to keep all of that. So, uh, my <laughs> so my name is Felicia, that's been my time. Thanks so much to Pam for having me out here. from Methodesto, yes! All oh, right. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. I was just, I was just ale man. I'm like, I'd like an ale, man. <laughs> Thank you. All oh, right. 
Your next comedian, uh, he's got a hurt paw, but that has nothing to do with the the rest. You guys, you guys are in for a motherfucking treat. If you haven't experienced this comedian yet, you are. Get ready. Strap yourselves in, everybody. Strap yourself into the stage, everybody. Warhol Kaufman. Yay! Hi. Hey guys. Uh, a lot of times I'll I'll be out and I'll see people with with hey <laughs> I see people I bombed last night at the roast. I see people with Wu Tang. It's weird because people say I'm really mean in real life, but at the roast I was too nice. Um, I see people with Wu Tang gear on. I'll be like, oh Wu Tang gear, and they'll be walking, and I'll be like. And then they'll look at me like, what the fuck is wrong with that? What the hell is this? What's wrong with you, man? It's a hip-hop joke. I love telling hip-hop jokes at Muni because it's a big hip-hop crowd. <laughs> uh, I heard someone yesterday say, my vagina has a voice. And I was like, that makes sense because like, I put my dick in throats a lot. Um... Let's do some history lessons. We just had Black History Month. Uh, Here's a trivia question. Why was George Washington Carver so obsessed with nuts? Because they castrated him as a child. Yeah, they don't teach you that in school. Here's another one. Woo! Um... I could tell you the story. Basically, what happened was they wanted him to live in the house as a servant, you know, but they didn't want him to rape the white girl in the house, so they castrated him. And then after that, he got real fascinated with uh, legumes, you know, so that's fun. Huh. Okay, uh, in the 18... <laughs> See, that's funny to me. In the 1800s, uh, there's an enslaved African who mailed himself to freedom. Don't give up. Yeah, he mailed himself to freedom. And on the same plantation afterwards, there was another African. And he was like, that nigga mailed himself to freedom. Mailed himself. He found the crate. He got inside. He boxed it up. He put the stamp on and he mailed himself. And if he was a good friend, he would have mailed me too. So those are my black history jokes. So I have this, I don't think this is really a bit, this is more of like a sketch, but just like imagine it with me. It's like an ancient fairy tale. The king and queen are presenting their, their baby daughter on her christening, the new princess. And then the sky gets dark and the fairy godmother appears. She's like, why was I not invited to the christening? And the king is like, oh no, I had hoped to avoid this. And the queen is like, "Uh, we apologize. Uh, Would you like to be a fairy godmother? And she's like, no, it's too late. I will curse your princess daughter. I will close up her vagina. And the queen is like, oh no, that's horrible. And the king is like, wait, let her finish. Um, I was in an Asian supermarket the other day and I saw like, this fish with the sexiest fish mouth I'd ever seen, you know, just had these like 
wide open lips. He was just looking at me funny. And uh, I don't really know how to prepare a fish, but I really wanted to, to buy that fish and bring it home and microwave it. Sexy fish. I wanted to fuck that fish's mouth. I don't know a lot about anatomy of fish. I'll have to look it up and see if it had teeth in the inside. Um, yeah, we're really having a good time, aren't we? This is great stuff. I got a, I got a really homophobic joke I can't figure out how to tell. People say pizza's like sex. You know, they say, like, oh, pizza's like sex because even bad pizza is still pretty good. Yeah, I don't I don't agree. I don't agree. Uh I don't think pizza is that great and I think that those people may have forgotten about rape. <laughs> so I'm not suicidal anymore. So now I'm terrified again. <laughs> I was thinking about 2018. I don't know what you guys want to do. I'm voting Clinton for parliament. It's weird. Like they said free college was crazy. How many justices are we going to have to murder in four years? I don't think that wall is going to stop coked up time traveling Mexicans. <laughs> I think I might I might convert to Islam just for the bathing. I was walking um I was walking to West Oakland the other day I walked past the Lincoln Theater. Like you think Lincoln would be would be sick of theaters, but it made me reflect on how instrumental actors have been in American political history. Come on, Clooney! It's for you, Timmy. All right. Um, oh, you know, I just want to say, you know. Like, everyone's like, you know, you got to support the troops. And I support the troops, but I just don't support bombing families and hospitals and schools and children, you know? Like, I, I support the troops, but I don't support the CIA covert operations that undermine political stability all over the world. Like, I support the troops, but I don't support recruiting poor children. Actually, you know what? Fuck the troops. Thank you. Um, I've been telling a lot of, um, thank you. That That's one I like in an intimate setting. Um, like anybody tough? No, okay. Um, I've been telling, <laughs> you wanna fight? I'll fight you, we, we can fight. I'm down. <laughs> I've been telling a lot of golden showers jokes. Um, recently, and then 
and then it came up that like not everyone likes golden showers you know it's like that's true maybe not everyone likes golden showers so i thought of a great gift to get to uh for a loved one who doesn't like or enjoy golden showers like hey baby i got a jellyfish and i'm coming over how you doing um i was in dolores <laughs> you're a sweetheart i was in dolores park um a little while ago by the way did you did you know the stork club is owned by a pedophile yeah the stork club is owned by a pedophile which is messed up because storks bring the babies And now we know. <laughs> they don't card before five. Um, that's okay. But the thing is, he's he's a terrible bartender. Like I'm sure he's a great pedophile. Like they really know what to do with the Shirley Temple over there. You guys, Shirley Temple's dead. Can we start putting alcohol in her drink now? Okay. So when I was growing up, I used to hear this phrase. Um, I used to say, sleep tight, good night, don't let the bed bugs bite. But then like a few years ago, I had experience with bed bugs and it's really not up to you. <laughs> they do whatever the fuck they really want to do. All the way out of Oakland, what, what? Uh, we have comedians you've never seen before from faraway places like Santa Rosa. <laughs> it is a place, I've heard of it, called Santa Rosa. Uh, and your next comedian is from there, and you guys are gonna love the comedy of Brian O'Hallahan. Thank you. Um, I had my birthday uh, two day or last Friday, last Saturday, and um, I didn't know how drunk I got until the next morning. Not because I got a hangover, but because of how many people called to ask if I was okay. As a thing, like my 21st birthday is on a Sunday n next year. So I know already I'm gonna have a really bad hangover on Monday in a year. <clears throat> Anyways, guys, my car doesn't smell like weed anymore. Can we get a round of applause for that? And I, I found out what the problem was. It was me. I smell like weed all the time. And I was just hanging out in my car nonstop. Like I drive there to work. Like of course it's gonna smell like weed. It's the odor. Um, I hang out, or. In terms of like dating, I end up doing really, or like the last f few people I've been on a date with have all been vegans. And the first thing they mention is like, oh yeah, I'm a vegan by the way. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then later I discover what they should have let me know right away is like, oh, and I do have chlamydia. Unrelated, but it is gonna come up eventually. Anyways, guys, <laughs> the other problem is, and this is like, I don't know if anyone else has this problem, but like, 
everyone I date, people always say like, oh, are you siblings? And then I get my hand out of their pants like, no, thank goodness. That was a, <laughs> okay, incest jokes. What's the opinion on incest, everyone? Keep it in the family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's too good. I work at Whole Foods, too, so if I don't look like enough of a white liberal from Northern California, there's like the ax in the coffin. And one of the things, I also play a lot of video games and people always say like, oh, video games are so stupid because uh, all these characters end up saying the same five lines over and over again. And I believed it until I started working there and now I'm like, ah, greetings traveler, are these your wares? That will be ding, ding. Ding, 35 gold pieces, I mean 1246. Would you like a bag? You wouldn't, would you like credit for your bag? Wonderful, wonderful. And then that same conversation happens ad infinitum. Uh, I'm sorry, I've been very stressed out today. I am taking a math class and I realized how much I didn't like it, but it's too late to quit, which I feel like is the same policy for my life. It's wow. like, yeah, it's like I keep on trying to return to the hospital. I'm like, hey, uh, I have the receipts, birth certificate. Is it past warranty? And they're like, yeah, the second, it's no refunds, apparently, which always is rough. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm not high enough to be here. That's the problem is, or that's a weird thing. Like, oh, thanks. Oh, shit. And now, oh shit, when you hit it and it hits back. Um, anyways, so yeah, I'm just really, this is the thing about like when you're a young person and I don't know if this ends, but it's like, oh my God, everything fucking sucks. And it's like, ah, oh, it's like, ah, oh, I gotta wake up and go to work and then I have to go to class and then hopefully I'll be able to get a more higher paying job so that I'll do that all the time. And it's like, I don't know where I was going with that. It fucking sucks. <laughs> Life, highly fucking overrated. You heard it here first. Actually, I said that <laughs> Oh, I didn't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is the thing, the, the show, I remember it was like a Pisces only thing. I know, terrible. Oh, I heard her laughing. Oh, there, oh, or... <laughs> But like, that's the thing is like, this is a Pisces or like all the comedians here are Pisces. And like, I always find that funny with astrology because like everyone like, they'll say like, oh, you know, I act this way because it's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a Leo, you know, we're very competitive or it's like, oh, uh, sorry, I punched you in the throat. Mercury was in retrograde. <laughs> it's been doing that like all month. I just can't keep it. I can't keep it away. It's really rough because like, this is the thing, like I'm from like... In Northern California, like, the hippies and the, like, I, I'm one of them, but, like, the hippies and the liberals are very concerned about, like, crystals and aura and energy and chemtrails, and then you're like, hey, guys, you heard about this thing called, like, institutional racism or, like, racial bias, and they're like, no, but I think you should be using some amethyst for that. You're really killing my vibe. You're really harshing my mellow. Yeah, or, I mean, I, it's, I, it's like we left. I just drove an hour and I'm in a new, it's like Europe. It's like, oh, I'm in a new country. That's the thing. I went to Ireland recently. And this is the thing is like, 
or I went with my dad and like the first thing everyone was always saying like, oh, you're going to love Ireland. It's really beautiful. It's like so great. It's like we're in California, right? Like there's Yosemite. There's like a lot of natural beauty here. So like uh, not to hate on it, but Ireland's not that beauty, beautiful comparatively, right? Like if I was from a shittier part of the country where it was like toxic waste was just being like thrown on me every morning, I would be like, whoa, you guys got trees and mountains? I've never seen them at the same time. That's the other thing. The drink, I, the drinking age is lower there, which is cool. But also like, I don't know. I was with my dad the whole time. So it's like, oh man, I'm going to get to drink one Guinness every four days. And like, I don't know. It's not cool. Being drunk near your family and then you're like, ah, remember that time you, I, Weird childhood story, but uh, I had a friend, Valentine, and one day, right after learning about what lice was, he asked me, hey, could I borrow your hat? And I was like, oh, I don't know, man. You have lice. And my dad heard that and just decked me on the side of the head. And I was like, why'd you do that? It's like, that's incredibly rude. And that was it, right? Like, he, he didn't beat me up for like, oh, I was like being a shitter, or, like smoking cigarettes. I was like, hey, be polite. And that's the kind of domestic abuse I abide by. It's just like, I know, it, it, was, it was like, yeah, no, it's like, it's okay, like, practice safe sex. But listen, if you don't use your blinkers, don't come home at night. Don't drive drunk. Driving drunk is always, like, this is the thing about driving drunk. Everyone at a party will always have the story like, oh, you know, I was driving drunk and I got home all right. And it's like, sweet, you should try doing that all the time then. It's like, hey, you won't believe it. I went skydiving. The parachute failed, but I landed safely. It's like, oh, you should keep jumping then. Thank you for continuing this. Yeah, could you hold it? Thank you. Here, no, I, Stella, come here and hold the... Oh, no. All right, fuck. I was... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh that was weak. <laughs> Sorry, I have weak ones. Yeah, that's the other rough thing about being in California when you have, like, the parents have the talk where they teach you about sex, but then you have the talk about you having sex and, like, drinking and being a young person. And so it's like, they're like, listen, you know, when a, when a person loves someone very much, they have sex. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't even know these people. It's like, I don't know. That's the thing is like sex ed, like I think sex ed is really important because like I would hate for someone to be like, uh, we don't need a condom, okay? My parents said a kid can only be conceived when both people love each other, you know? It's like I think really good sex education is like listening to Bruce Springsteen, like the song The River. It's just like, oh, I, had, I got a girl pregnant and now I we're constructed. It's a very sad song. I was... I thought if you guys didn't like rap, you'd really like Bruce Springsteen, but I bet wrong. <sighs> Man. I was on a date with this girl, and I don't know why, but coincidentally, like we kept on mentioning the term cuckolding. If you don't know what that is, it's from Shakespeare. It's uh, like an extramarital affair, and like this kept on coming up as a topic of conversation and I was like oh uh, do you need a ride and she's like oh no it's fine my boyfriend's picking me up <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh, how much I don't have a good how how am I how am I doing nine minutes, nine minutes? I can keep going 
I don't know. Do you guys want me to keep going? All right, cool. Stay on the grid. That's the other thing is like people are always saying like, oh, get off the grid, man. Like don't let the government know where you are. And it's like, okay, so what do I got to do for that? It's like, okay, you're going to buy a cabin in the woods. Like, okay, sick, tight. Uh, And then you're going to get rid of your electricity bill. You're just going to have no electricity. Like, oh, cool. How am I going to connect to the internet? It's like, no, man, that's how they track you. And I'm like, okay. That's cool, but I'm living in the 21st century. I'm not jerking off to my imagination anymore, okay? I pay $30 for internet and then however much for data, okay? I want to be able to, like, have 1080p. Like, that's the future, right? Like, you know how they used to be like, oh, it's VHS versus Laserdisc. In the future, it's going to be, are you going to get the VR Pleasure Dome or are you going to buy a sex robot? Like, that's where it's going. It's like, are you going to get into the pod that, like, you just have, you're in a sensory deprivation tank, like, jerking off in VR, or are you going to, and I personally, I'm on the side of the VR, because I think there's no way you can, like, casually explain a sex robot, right? (laughs) There's, like, and especially, like, the first generation of them is going to be, like, it's going to be, like, the first cars are going to be loud, they're going to take a ton of gas, it's going to be, like, (laughs) place hand here, (laughs) You know, it's like no one's like, oh, yeah. Or it's like, and then in the future, it'll be like car culture. like, yeah, this is Betsy circa 2018. And it's like polishing. Oh, this is fucked up. But it's like, that's the thing. It's like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be for like, it's a status symbol. Like, yeah, I don't even have to go to the club. I got this. And like, basically, that's the thing. Another, I found out, I read online, they have um, something called like a, a virtual uh, glory hole. And what it is this is real. Uh, a cam girl will perform a blowjob on like this dildo with a ton of sensors on it, right? And then on the other end, some guy buys a flashlight that has like p- pressure sensors, right? Or not a guy per se, but just someone in general buys it. And yeah, trans inclusivity, man. <laughs> but um, then they like they put their dick in this machine and like the motors roar to simulate it. But the problem is like someone is like, hey, uh, this proprietary software, do you have any form of like no one can hack into it, right? And the guy who ran it was like, oh, well, we don't think that'll happen because no one's going to be like, oh, I totally pranked this guy. I put his dick in a vice when he thought he was getting a hand job. Uh, I thought that was going to go somewhere better. <laughs> but yeah, that's like the, the big fear for me personally as i approach adulthood is like what if what if i buy something to jerk off with and it betrays me you know that's why i'm going off the grid baby i think that's good i'm going to end it on going off the grid unless no i, I yeah we're going to end it here i was trying to remember a one liner but i didn't so <laughs> Mr. O'Hallahan, O'Halloran, I, our people together, should go to the, to the Ides of March and do something. Isn't it, aren't we coming to the Ides of March? Isn't that a thing? Isn't something supposed to happen? Uh, yeah. Aye, the 13th, oh, that is something you see, it has nothing to do with the Irish people. I'm an asshole. Yay. <laughs> I. <laughs> We're supposed to chop a pink slip? 
Is that a part of my vagina lips? Like, what does that mean? It's like I slice off a bit of the bottom of my flappy skin on the side. One of my lips is longer than the other. I don't mind sacrificing it to put into an envelope and send it to him. If it really will forward the means of feminism, I'm ready to do it. That's what I'm saying. Not scared of that guy. Uh, we, we, have, um, we have another comedian from far away, and I don't know if he's here yet. The mic guy. The, the, no, we have Sabrina. She's here. That's awesome. We'll, we'll have you go up. But there was one more person that was, they were coming from a place like L.A. or something. And I was, Tonight was a rough night because there are no Pisces that are comedians, which are not that there are none. There are Warhol Kaufman and Felicia Aylman and Mr. O'Hallahan, Dave, right, Dave? Brian. Brian, ah, shit. Okay. I'll make it easy. The actor Brian. Oh. It was pleasant house at all. No, no, I love the movie Clerks. I'm a big fan of that big fat weirdo with the jacket that. Uh, Kevin Smith, there we go. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, don't let your juice run inside someone's armor, man. Uh, sorry. Uh, we don't, actually, since this other person isn't here, Sabrina, you want to do a set? It doesn't matter. It, there's no, we're, there weren't enough. The point is that it was supposed to be like fishing for comedy, all Pisces, but it just turns out that not a lot of Pisces are comedians because, like, as a sign, it's just not, like, conducive to, like, standing on stage and wanting to, like, reveal your most innermost secrets when Pisces are kind of about, like, having their own sort of contained reality or whatever they do. Other than, but, no, no, but other than <laughs> comics, comics that happen to be Pisces, that's a thing, which is unusual. Would you like to do a set? Everybody clap your hands well. It's Sabrina Miller. So the new title of this uh, show is It Doesn't Matter Because Not Many Pisces Are Comedians. Kind of, kind of cumbersome, but hey. So actually, I'm an Aries, but actually I was, I was, you know, I was pretty close to being a Pisces. Actually, I think I was, I, was, I was actually supposed to be a Pisces, but I was kind of a, a late bloomer. I came out of my mom's vagina a little bit late, so I got baked in the oven a little too long. So I'm an Aries. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that went over well. What, what an opener. Um, here, here's a nice breaker I usually use that was inspired by the karaoke and comedy set during the fabulous Mutiny Radio comedy show which is amazing. Thank you, Pam, for putting that on. And someone did a rendition of Sweet Caroline, so I want to do a rendition of my own. And it goes like this. I'm transgender. Bum, bum, bum. Actually, that's all I have. It's, it's not so much a joke as it is an icebreaker. You know, for the third date, or maybe, maybe the sixth date. Really, um, you know, something a little bit better than, um, hun, I was born without a vagina, so. <laughs> this is not what you were expecting, right? Um, I'm just trying to do typical Pisces, transgender humor, transgender, you know, that's what I'm trying to do here. Just doing stand-up comedy like any other cisgender, you know, cisgender Pisces. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, I'm, I'm kind of bummed, actually. I still haven't gotten my new birth certificate with the corrected sex on it. And I'm really pissed. And it's because I was born in Missouri. Oh, yeah. 
And boy, oh boy, is this state living up to its nickname, goddammit. That's right. I actually have to go there to court, petition a judge just to get my new birth certificate. It's, it's basically like, show me the vagina. That, that should be Missouri's new motto, the show me the vagina state. I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm gonna you know, get together with some other trans women, maybe get, get a petition together. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm like, Missouri, how about a compromise? How about another compromise? Wink. <laughs> yes, I knew it, some very educated folks here. That's what I've come to expect. So how about a compromise? So how about I send in the letter from my surgeon who performed the gender confirmation surgery along with a vagina selfie. It's a nice good one, you know, get a nice wide angle. Is that good enough for you, Missouri? No, okay, how about this? How about the letter from my surgeon along with a picture of us standing next to each other? So, So in the picture, I would assume my favorite gynecological exam pose, and uh, he would stand next to me, like so, with like with like a thumbs up, you know, he'd be like this, like, like the Fawn's like, hey, I'm Dr. So-and-so, and I approve of Sabrina's vagina. <laughs> um, asterisk, there's an asterisk. Uh, she was no less of a woman before her surgery, and she's no more of a woman after her surgery, so... Fuck you, Missouri, for making her pay, jump through all those hoops and, you know, and like, shame on you for, for making her uh, pay an extra checked baggage fee. No, actually, I, I, on principle, on principle, I wouldn't bring any luggage because they're not going to get any more money out of me. Missouri is not going to win when it comes to that. I'm just going to wear like four layers of clothing. All right, moving on. So the birth certificate. Um... What else about me? Oh, yeah, okay, you guys want to know the secret to uh, youthful skin in your late 30s? Uh, ladies, you want to know? All right, step one, be born in the wrong body. That's the first step. And step two, just immerse yourself in gender dysphoria. Because there's, there's nothing like a daily depression facial for about a quarter century to help avoid those unsightly laugh lines and crow's feet. <laughs> now you know my secret. It's like, yeah, so about a shit ton of depression is worth, um, you know, about three units of Botox. <laughs> Poor woman's facial, yay. I've got some more stuff in my purse here. Let's do this. Let's do this the old-fashioned way. I know I, have it in, I know I have it in here somewhere. Pam, could you hold the microphone for me real quick? Thanks for holding the microphone for me, man. I, I've actually, I've had a few beers and it proves that memory is a very fragile thing. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, vagina maintenance. Let's talk about vagina maintenance, how about that? I know you guys are interested, okay. Hot topic. Um, when you're a trans woman, uh, you don't have the natural self-lubricating, self-cleaning fluids down there. So sprucing up the JJ is way more involved. We're talking like getting this, the uh, squeezy bowl portion of a turkey baster clean involved. No, no, actually it's more like, a, it's more like washing out a garlic press. All right, show of hands, who knows what a garlic press is? Show of hands, Alyssa, great, two people in the back. Pam, of course I know, well, everybody knows, God damn it. All right, to so the one person who does not know, it has the two handles and a little flippy bit in the middle with all the holes like a, like a little colander. And I would say a comparable amount of surface area for all this lovely bacteria to nest in. Yeah. So uh, now I know why before I transitioned, I only had like two urinary tract infections in 30 years. That's all. 
it's like, oh my God, like nowadays, holy shit, I spend a lot more time in the over-the-counter aisle at Walgreens searching for the best bargain on orange pee. That's right, orange pee equals not peeing razor blades. And uh, did I already say one another major risk factor for being for a UTI? I did not say that? God damn it. All right, the, you want to know the major risk factor for a UTI? Yeah. You're in here? Okay. Aside from wearing Victoria's Secret aid underwear that you just charged to your credit card? Being a woman. Yay! What a bonus! Oh, but transitioning is a choice, right? Trump and alt-right America? Like, fuck you. Let's just keep going in the transition well. Let's drain and dry like a California aquifer here. Um... <laughs> I know, you guys can't get enough. Um, all right, some of my trans sisters want the complete female experience, and that includes having a period. And I'm like, why? I, like, why would I go online and purchase a period panty kit, you know? And shove blood packets in my vajayjay and do extreme kegels, you know, those pelvic floor exercises or whatever the fuck YouTube tells you to do? I mean, like, last time I checked, wages aren't exactly keeping up with feminine hygiene product inflation. No. Box of tampons, that's like two vanilla chai lattes down the drain right there. I like my lattes. I don't want to cut back. Every, mon every morning, I start my morning with a perfectly prepared 120 degree one. No exceptions, period. Right? You know what they say. The best part of waking up ain't pulling a tampon out of your twat. I mean, really, oh my God, oh my God. I, I, I actually went there. I think it's because it's late. Um, I actually tried to rhyme the words up and twat. It's like the worst rhyme since Texas and what the facts is. Steve Miller Band, right? Which, which, coincident yeah, which coincidentally happens to be my, my, my dad's name, Steve Miller. He's not a Pisces, though. He's No, no. But, uh, all right. Um, bro powers, all right. Back in the day, back in the pre-transition days, I had bro powers. We're talking like, what's up, bro? That's my bro voice. And my first ability surfaced freshman year of high school, and it was social anxiety. But not just any social anxiety, extreme social anxiety. I think I lost y'all, I'm sorry. Some of you have heard this one before, right? All right, so my first ability surfaced freshman year of, uh, of high school. I'd already said that. Um, oh, social anxiety. Okay, that's right. I had social anxiety. I had the ability to, uh, to dodge dances after school clubs and those annoying family obligations like funerals with a single panic attack. Yay! Also possessed the power of invisibility. Uh, most effective around other women. Thank God! Because if I hadn't have been invisible, how would that have worked? Girl starts flirting with me and I'm like, sorry, hon, but like, I'm not ready to experiment yet. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? the fuck are you talking about, Andy? That was my name. And, uh, but, you know, fast-forwarding about 25 years, my bro powers have long since faded. But now I've got tranny powers. Yeah, like tranny powers activate. I'm taking back the word. Might as well get a power ring. And that's right. Look who can make prolonged eye contact with an audience without breaking out in hives. This girl. And, bonus, I can have multiple orgasms. Theoretically, theoretically. <laughs> oh, okay. And I have the ability to administer a quick sex change with a swift kick to a dude's junk with my wedges. 
It's like, yeah, you still think that joke about tranny privilege is so cute now that your balls are hairy ovaries up there? Yeah. Mr. Hypothetical. Okay, some guys are waiting for the second coming. Mr. Hypothetical is going to be waiting for the second descending. All right, let me close out on a transition milestone, tell you a little story about that. Um, so one morning, I'm in the bathroom getting ready for work, and my roommate pounds on the door. Rude, right? He's like, Sabrina, how much longer are you going to be in there? You're not the only one who lives here, you know? And so we, are, we start getting into it again. He barges in. He pushes me to the side. I push back, and then he glares at me. He's like, Sabrina, you and my stepmother have a lot in common. She can be as much of a cunt as you're being right now. And I'm like, what the fuck did you just call me? And he was kind enough to repeat it. Yeah, so I've, I flipped him off. I rushed to my bedroom and I cried. I was like, how can my roommate, my best friend, call me a cunt? And then it dawned on me. I was like, wow, you call me a cunt. I really made it as a woman. Yeah. Sabrina Miller, everyone, coming up here, being awesome. Didn't even know she was going up, killing it here on the Pamtastics Comedy Clubhouse stage. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Squeegee part of a... I, I deal a lot with turkey uh, and basters, so I'm, I'm intimate with a turkey baster bulb because I have a cat. I'm not going <laughs> to explain that any more than I have to. Your next comedian... He's our last comedian of the night. And I said, he just rolled it on a motherfucker razor scooter, which means he is, he is roll, he is balling, rolling, being a comic right here for you guys. Oh, wait, it's, I thought it was a child's one. It's actually an adult one. I was hoping it was one of the ones with the tiny wheels where like you get it from, you steal it from a child. Like you beat up a child or you steal it from the front of their, okay, just me. All right, everybody, you guys, clap your hands while for our headliner tonight. It's Mike Mendez! Yeah! Hey! Yeah, Razor Scooter. So if I bomb really hard, that's a legend. This guy came in on a Razor Scooter and bombed really goddamn hard one night, and we never forgot it forever. <laughs> I'm, uh... So I got to apologize because she said Menendez and you were like, oh, this, this guy should be exotic. And then a white guy came up. I'm, uh, I'm Cuban. We're available in white. I don't, th I don't know if most of you guys, I don't know if you guys most, I don't know if you guys know that shit. It was, it was so weird though because Fidel Castro actually just died in November. No, no, it's not sad. Not at all. Oh, cool. So anyway, I was in Miami. Well, they don't like Fidel in Miami, but that's you're far you're far enough that you can you can have that opinion. You're good, <laughs> yourself. But I was in Miami, and I didn't even know he had died. I didn't have my cell phone. I just saw a bunch of people run into the street and start screaming. I thought like the Miami Heat had won a championship. I didn't know about, <laughs> but but no, some somebody died, and that's why they were yelling, and they were yelling. They yelled, "He died." They yelled. He died louder than William Wallace yelled freedom at the end of Braveheart. Not as loud as Mel Gibson yells Jews in his garage, but louder than William Wallace. <laughs> and it was funny, the loudest people in the room were American-born Cubans, which is what I am, right? So they were out there just yelling like, he's dead, thank God, the suffering is over. Are you from Cuba? Oh no, don't be gross, but my parents were from there. And they were very descriptive, so it's like I was there. 
Because that's the new thing. Suffering is now passed down from generation to generation like wedding rings. <laughs> and I'm going to have to teach it to my son. I'm going to say, hey, son, come over here. So, hey, I didn't suffer, but I know a guy who suffered. <laughs> and he gave it to me. So, I, so you know me, so now you suffer. <laughs> Any questions? Are you going to teach me Spanish? I don't know that shit. But we're going to focus on the pain. We're going to focus on the pain, okay? But I'm a different type of It's funny because a bunch of people came up to me just like, hey, Mike, are you, are you happy he's dead? Is your family happy he's dead? You, he lost. He died. And I could only say to them, um, no, he died in a tracksuit. He won. That's, that's really what it is. Anyone who dies in a tracksuit that's not Jam Master J lived a full life. That's really just what the deal is. He looked like he was accepting bronze and tyranny. Like he was just going to the podium. That's what he looked like. I actually met Fidel Castro when I was a kid. I was eight years old in Havana. And I was running. And I wasn't looking where I was going. And all of a sudden I run to this wall of camouflage. I look up, cigar smoke clears. This dude's looking right down on me. And I said, oh my God, I'm sorry, sir. I didn't look where I was going. And he goes, that's okay, little boy. What is your name? And I said, my name is Mike. What's your name? And he said, I'm Fidel Castro. And I said, bullshit! You're not Fidel Castro. I don't believe that for a second. And he said, son, I have a beard just like Fidel Castro. And I go, sir, that beard doesn't even look real. I'm sorry, but I don't believe that you're Fidel Castro. And he said, there's only one way to find out. Pull it and believe. So I reached my little eight-year-old fingers up like that, like that. I was so scared. <laughs> I was so scared. I reached, up, I reached up and I grabbed a hold of his beard and I tugged it and I spent the next two years in prison. It was him, you guys. It really, it really was him. It really was him, you guys. Sometimes you, sometimes you just got to believe. Sorry, that's a very silly joke. That's a very silly joke only I enjoy. I'm going to keep doing it, though, okay? I know some of you guys didn't get it, but I feel like five years from now I'd be like, that was a great job <laughs> but yeah I'm from Miami and uh, and Moonlight won the Oscar for best picture and that's great because the only thing people know about Miami unfortunately is Pitbull that's what people know about Miami and by the way if you don't like Pitbull's music you are absolutely correct I'm not I'm not against you on that but no one realizes this. Pitbull takes all that shitty music money he's made and he's opened up arts, like art high schools for impoverished kids in Miami. No one talks about that when they're trashing him. So now poor kids can go to school and hone their craft and they can make better music than Pitbull. That shit is absolutely amazing. But anyway, Moonlight won and um, I was happy as a guy from Miami. And I, I, when I watched, did, I, did everybody watch Moonlight? You watched it? Okay. You didn't see it? It's an amazing movie. The, the film was so amazing that I stayed, I stayed through the credits, and I saw the after credits scene uh, setting up the new Iron Man. It's really good. So, and, and it was just great. And then part of me, I'm from Miami, and I was like, this is great. We're finally going to have real talks about like homosexuality and masculinity in inner cities. And then 
the realist part of me said they're just gonna call gay kids moonlight now that's just like really what's gonna happen that's what's gonna happen they're just gonna yell at a kid like hey moonlight and the kid will be like his name was Sharon. at least get it right fuck you moonlight fuck you moonlight and then he's gonna sit at lunch and the only person that sits with him is the girl they've been calling precious for the last five years that's the person who's gonna sit with him that's crazy man all those great actors in that room in the, at the Oscars. You know who the highest paid person was? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, he's the highest paid actor. This past year, he was the highest paid actor. Not Juilliard trained. WWF trained. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And you know what I love about Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Doesn't take acting very seriously. When he does a role, he doesn't even cover up his rock tattoo. Which means every character Dwayne The Rock Johnson plays is a huge fan of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That's, that shit is amazing to me. That's a lot of fun to me, man. That's great. Do you have a light? I don't, I don't even know how much time. You're good. I don't. You've got like 12 minutes if you want to. Oh, okay. Oh, I can do whatever I want? Or do you guys mind? I'm not holding up or anything? Oh, thank you. This is my first time in San Francisco. This is amazing, but give yourselves a round of applause. This is a lot of fun. So yeah, I don't respect the majority of actors. I fear one group of actors, and that is British actors. That is the immigrant group that I fear the most, is British actors. I think while Muslims are making us look left and Mexicans are making us look right, British actors are taking all of our good American roles, and we are not doing shit about that. It's a joke, by the way. Fuck Jesus. Yeah. Oh, you doing that shit? Okay, cool. I'm in the middle of a bit. Crazy. Let's take a little bit. Yeah, there you go. All right. So back to the British actors thing, right? <laughs> yeah, British actors, man. That's the reason Corey Feldman makes music, because British actors, <laughs> British actors are taking his jobs, man. You know how good British actors are at acting? Eddie Redmayne played uh, Stephen Hawking. And when I watched it, it was the first time I had considered Stephen Hawking might be faking that shit. That's, look, how e <laughs> look how easy it is just to do that. And you know what? He's not even as good as Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis is the best actor in the world. Daniel Day-Lewis is so good at acting that I'm not positive that that gentleman in the corner is not being played by Daniel Day-Lewis right now. <laughs> that is how good he is at acting. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis played Lincoln. Lincoln. We didn't know what that guy sounded like. We didn't know what he looked like, but when we saw Dan Day-Lewis, we were like, oh, he fucking nailed it. Like, we just accepted right away that he nailed it. Look, I just want to get to my real conspiracy theory. I think ISIS is an English theater troupe taking a production way too far. That's really what I want to say to you guys. It's just, it's just silliness. It's a great conspiracy theory. We just got to yell cut, and the shit's over. That's it. That's all we got to do. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Scene. That's good. I don't know what he said. He said so shit. Cool. I like this room. Yeah. It's weird, though, because, like, uh, so Hollywood claims to be progressive. But they have some tendencies that is... Uh, they have some tendencies that are old-fashioned for my taste. Like, people still do cocaine in Hollywood. That 
is wild. I'm from Miami. That's really hack to do cocaine now. They still do it. Even though in 25 years worth of films, I've never seen cocaine have a happy ending. Like, I've never seen a movie where someone came out of a courtroom and they yelled, he did cocaine and he got his family back credits. It sounds like shit I've seen. That's real, man. I, just, I tell people all the time, don't do cocaine, man. Cocaine doesn't love you. Weed loves you. I say weed loves you. Because we do, look, you guys are passing around. You're doing act outs for my damn premise right now. This shit's amazing. But, every, but I'm serious. Every day I'll take it after. Uh, but here's the thing. Every day they come out with like a new strand of weed. So you still feel excited to smoke weed. And meanwhile, cocaine hasn't come out with a different flavor since crack. That was the last flavor of cocaine that came out. And that was a great flavor. We couldn't handle how good that flavor was. But... But to me, I've always felt that weed is this woman that loves you no matter what. And cocaine is like this bad debutante like lady that you just can't stay away from. Like you go to weed on a Friday night. You say to weed, hey, do you want to go to a bar or a club or maybe a restaurant? And weed's like, I don't need to go anywhere. Everyone I love is in this room right now. Let's sit on the couch and eat everything and laugh at absolutely everything. You are all I need. Because she loves you. And then you say to cocaine, like, hey, cocaine, what do you want to do tonight? I don't like anybody in here. Punch him. Don't ask me why. Now let's go outside. Now get in the car. We're going to the club. Now park in the red. Laws are an illusion. We're real. Now into the club. Now dance, 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 dance. Don't stop dancing, motherfucker. Are you ready to go home? Oh, shit, the car was towed. I guess laws are real. We're taking a helicopter. Now get in the bed. Now don't get hard. Don't go to sleep. Don't get hard. Don't go to sleep. Don't get hard. And then, by the way, I've never done cocaine, but that whole thing feels right. That whole thing, that whole thing feels absolutely right. And what's weird about that is that weed is a new friend. I didn't always used to like weed growing up. Weed was a polarizing drug to me growing up. Based on what type of weed I smoked, I would either be like, like Julia Roberts at the end of Eat, Pray, Love, or I would be like Leonardo DiCaprio when that bear attacked him in The Revenant. I would be one or the other. And I realize it's because of Catholic guilt. When you smoke weed, Catholic guilt goes. <laughs> and is anybody Catholic in here? Cool. For the rest of you, I'll explain what Catholic guilt is. It's essentially this conversation. Hey, were you born? Yeah, I was born. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Fuck you. Like, why fuck me? Because they crucified him, and you did nothing about that shit. It's like, hey, man, I wasn't even there. Yeah, but if you were there, would you have done anything about it? Uh, probably not. That's what Catholic guilt is. It's essentially that. Because Jesus died for my sins. He did me the favor, which I've always wondered if it was a favor. Why do you keep bringing it up? Like, you know what I mean? Like, just... Just relax. You want $10 back? I'll give you $10 back. We'll get over this shit. I really like the laughter of the man on the headphones. That's great. But yeah, my worst time having, my worst time smoking weed, I was high and I was on top of a woman. Having sex with her, I wasn't just like on top of her. Right? And I had a panic attack in my mind because I was like, holy shit. In reality, am I actually the woman I'm on top of right now? And I transferred my soul into this hairy, heavy being that's on top of my beautiful female body. And the scariest part is when I realized I wasn't having sex, I was eating a sandwich by myself. So that shit, 
was the worst. Best time I ever had smoking weed. I got high on Malibu Beach. I ran to DeAndre Jordan, center for the LA Clippers. Big man. And we talked for three hours about his life, about my life, about our fears, until the weed wore off and he turned back into a palm tree. That shit was the best time I ever had. That shit was absolutely the best. But yeah, I got a weird weed brain now because of it. And please light me when you, I, I don't want to overstep my balance here. Oh, two minutes. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You guys are cool. I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna. This thought I normally don't share because people. No, I'm not. No, that's some weird Bill Cosby shit. I don't like doing that shit at all. I like, I like performing. That's the second weirdest thing about Bill Cosby is that he sits down. Sorry, that's just what it is. But yeah, man, it's uh, it's like for instance, I'm always looking. I, I, I don't know if there's a god. I'd like to believe there's a God. I'd like to believe there are Brazilian men named Seth. Those two thoughts are always in my brain all the time, right? But it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to argue against evolution when my body hair tells me that I'm not done being a monkey. Like, that's really what's stopping me right now. And the fact that, like, staying like this feels so good. So I might, I might actually be a monkey, man. You know what I mean? But I look for, like, uh, some dude was talking to me about deformed people the other day. He's like, he's like, well, how can you prove there's a God and explain deformed people? And that's where I started looking them up and I saw a dude with an arm coming out of his head. And I was like, that dude can block any punch without even looking at that shit. That, that's a superhero. Like just a guy being like uh, coming up on him, just like you, mu- you talk to my girl mother and just, like, just blocking like that without looking. And that's when I, re- when I thought to myself, it's just like, deformed people, like what we call deformity, God calls cubism. Like, you know what I'm saying, man? Like, he was, he was up in heaven at the beginning of time, and he's like, man, I have made the same hacky-ass human beings for four albums now. It's time to hit him with the new shit. I'm putting the leg on the shoulder, right? I'm giving this guy two heads. He's going to be able to wear both teams' hats. They're going to love this track right here. And then he dropped it down to us. And we looked at it. And we were like, hey, God, what is this? And God is very proud of his work. So he's like, new shit. You guys like the new shit? And we're like, no, we don't, we don't get the new shit. And he's like, fine. I'll make the old shit. But I will be sneaking in the new shit every once in a while. <laughs> Some of you didn't get it. This is basically the gist of that joke. Everybody in here, you got hits. But to form people are as deeper, more thought-provoking tracks. And that's the way they should be treated, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And I'll end on this thought really quick. I don't want to overrun my time too much, but I want to end on this thought because this nation's really fucked up right now. And I've always been, I don't have any religion. I don't have any really like political stand. I'm, I'm a humanist, secular humanist. Is that the way you say it? Sorry, I don't even care enough to look up the fucking term. But, <laughs> but that's the way I thought. I'm thinking, like, this is the way I think about the world. It's just like, everybody that's here right now, you could have been born at another time. But all you guys are here with me right now. You could have been fighting off the bubonic plague or some shit. You could go to a time where Tom Cruise finally admits he's gay. Like, it's just a bunch of stuff you could do. But you're all here with me right now. And it's like a high school. It's like we all go to earth together (laughs) that's the way i think about it we all go to earth together so i'm 27 i'm like a sophomore on earth 
And then I have a grandmother who's about to like graduate any day now uh, from Earth, right? So she's not a good person. Don't do that. So the, the but seriously, if I ever go to heaven, if I die and I go to heaven, and I don't know anybody there, I'll look around and be like, uh, Joan of Arc, I don't know her. Um, Genghis Khan, the fuck is he doing here, man? What is he doing? Oh shit, Ray Charles. I went to Earth with that dude. So I go up to Ray Charles, right? And I say, I say, Ray Charles, you don't know me, but we actually went to Earth together, and I thought you were the coolest dude in the world. And then he'll do this shit um, to my face. He'll do, he'll do that shit to my face like that. And he'll go, you don't feel familiar. And then I'll laugh, but then I'll cry, because why, why is Ray Charles still blind in heaven? Why, why is he still blind in heaven? Thank you very much, guys. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. God bless. Get over fam. Pisces but not Pisces show tonight. Uh, again, put your hands together uh, for Mike Mendez, Brian O'Halloran. I'm trying to read all these. Uh, it's Warhol Kaufman. We've got uh, Alyssa Westerlund and Felicia Aylman. And Eric, drummer comedian Aaron Barrett was here too. I did things as well. Sabrina Miller, she also showed up, which was awesome. Everybody clap wildly. Yay! <laughs> Say yay us. We made it. Uh, Hey, thanks for being here on our Friday night at Mutiny Radio. We got a show tomorrow night called 21 Plus Comedians Dating a Soccer Mom. I've got a 43-year-old soccer mom from Walnut Creek who I was out to dinner with her, and she was like, Pam, will you introduce me to some of your douchebag comedians? And I was like, hold on, we're doing a show. So she's going to sit up on this stage with the thing, and she's going to speed date comedians between the ages of 21 and 49, I think we are right now, uh, and, with things, and then if she likes them, She's going to let him do material, and whenever she's bored, she goes, next, <laughs> and then another comedian comes up. Alessa Westerlin's on the show because she's going to try to get her to bat for the other team. Woo! That's right. Bringing the pussy back. She's a 43-year-old soccer mom. She hasn't gone lesbian yet. I think it would be, I think it could be really awesome for her. But she's got two young boys and a divorced husband in a great house in Walnut Creek. I just want to party there on weekends. They have a pool, is what I'm saying. Don't fuck with my friend Allison, because I want to hang out with her in her pool on Saturday. So, But yeah, fuck with my friend Allison, because she has what she wants, man. That's why we put the whole thing together. All right, so that's tomorrow night. Thank you guys all for being here. Uh, clap again for David Zunzu in there, running the ones and twos. And thank you guys for being here uh, every Friday from 8 to 10. Yay, bye.
Thank you.